passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. The 2021 NFL Draft is in the books, but there is still plenty to wager on over at betonline.ag. You've got the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and oh, by the way, you can still bet on plenty of football-related items, rookie futures, NFL futures, who's going to win the Super Bowl, how many yards are some of these top rookies going to throw for, run for, receive. It's all available to you at betonline.ag. Check it out today. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Podcast Podcast with your host Paige DeMakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast Wednesday edition of the show. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner, no Jake Arians. I know we promised Jake Arians on the Monday edition of the show. He big timed us for Disney, and I, that's not fair. I don't. He didn't big time us. We had a short little window to record. There were some technical difficulties, and you know, listen, he's got Disney. Disney a little bit more important. Disney greater than sign uh, hanging out with us. Jamie, it's your birthday. Happy birthday! Hope you're doing well today. Here uh, on a you. Wednesday, we continue the Dynasty Week themed uh, editions of the show. We talked about buy low, sell high candidates from a veteran standpoint on Monday. So if you missed the Monday edition of the show, go check that out. But today, undervalued, overvalued rookies. Now, Jimmy, you told me you have what let me let me just get it right because I'm pull, pull up the slack. Let's see if six, I lied to you again. Six undervalued rookies, okay. two overvalued rookies. That is what I wrote down. That is okay. So I just want to make sure that today. you were truthful today. That's a, a very good start. And I have some lists up here as well. So maybe some players that maybe you didn't mention that are that are intriguing to me. Uh, we will bring up here. So do you want to start? Which which side of this list do you want to start with? But we probably should whittle down the undervalued ones first, right? That's it's fair. Like a six-two split. That's fair. Like, well, you know, Chris, you know, we'll go in whatever order you would like to. Chris. No, do, you, you drive the show. You're yeah, the do, host. No. Yeah, do the order you just said because I think that makes more okay. sense. A bit longer list on the one side. So where would you like me to start? I got running backs. I got well, let's see. I've got two running backs. I've got two tight ends, a quarterback, and a wide receiver. Chris, oh, give me what the would you, give me the quarterback. You're gonna like this one, Chris. My Zach undervalued Wilson? quarterback is Zach Wilson That's right cool. now, who is ranked at Fantasy Pros' Dynasty Redraft ADP as the QB 19. Like, I think he could be the QB 19 this year. Uh, I, I was a little surprised to see him this low. I know he doesn't have, like, the greatest group of weapons of all time, but I like the pieces they have there in Corey Davis, and they bring in Elijah Moore, and you have Denzel Mims, and that team's going to continue to grow. Uh, Michael Carter out of the backfield, and the team's going to continue to grow in these next couple of seasons. Uh, I, I don't think he's got, like, top five, top six quarterback upside or anything like that, and he'd clearly be behind Trevor Lawrence for me. But I was surprised to see him as the third rookie quarterback in those rankings and all the way down to QB 19, where I think he's got upside. Like, again, I think he can match that this year. 
And I think he definitely has top 15 quarterback upside in the very near future. So I, I don't mean to correct you, but these these chances are few and far between. He's actually QB4 amongst rookies. There are three rookie quarterbacks right. in front you of him correct. in Dynasty. Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields are all ranked above him in Fantasy Pro's uh, Dynasty quarterback rankings. And, and yeah, I think you're absolutely right that he probably, him and Trevor Lawrence have the best chance of finishing high in terms of fantasy quarterbacks this year, because they're the two that we know are going to start week one. The other two, the other guys, the other three first rounders, we're trying to figure out where they're going to start. So Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson have the biggest runway to make year one impacts and also uh, be be big factors down the road. So yeah, I think him being a top 20 fantasy quarterback, I don't want to say it's going to happen with ease, Jamie, but he's certainly going to have all the opportunity in the world to find himself inside the top 18, top 16 in terms of fantasy quarterbacks by the time this is all said and done. Yeah, I mean, I'll throw out another spoiler for my rankings and projection show that we're going to talk about as we get through June, but he does crack my top 20 for this year for redraft. Now, again, in a single quarterback league, he's probably not somebody you're prioritizing unless you're in a league where everybody takes two quarterbacks. But Mm -hmm. again, I I was a little surprised to see this here because you rarely see particularly rookie quarterbacks and running backs valued at – their actual value for their rookie year. Usually you see them, you have to pay a premium and understand you can maybe take a hit their rookie year knowing that, okay, I'm going to draft this player 10, 15, maybe not a quarterback, more like five spots ahead of where they actually could be because I know I'm going to get them a couple like, years down the road. Rarely Trevor, do you get to take one of these guys at the spot you would normally take them in a redraft and still get all that upside. Trevor Lawrence is the QB nine in, in Dynasty. That's a little bit of an overpay, right? Like, yeah, I, like I think it's a few spots above where a few I have spots ahead of where I feel comfortable, right? But, but I don't be, think it's I don't think it's an overpay in Dynasty. It would be an overpay in a redraft league. Sure. Uh, well, I, I don't know about that. I, I think QB nine right out of the gate for Trevor Lawrence is a little rich. It's a little not rich. Not, if, not if you're projecting long term, like which what this is supposed to be. Like I, I don't think so because you start to look at what where, what are we talking about quarterback situation three years from now. You know, what is Aaron Rodgers still able to do three years from now? What is Tom Brady's even in the league three years from now? Uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's not going to be in the league at that point. Yeah, you I know, guess so you start to talk about some of those other, you know, Matthew Stafford's going to be in his late 30s at that point. So you start to look at players that are going to be aging out of some of those spots and you go, oh, yeah, there's a real path for him to be a top eight quarterback in the not too distant future. But yes, uh, yeah, you pay that price right away. And in fairness, you look at the guys right behind him, and it's not like there are any big names that I think I, I feel super comfortable immediately jumping him. Like Aaron Rodgers is the name right behind him, and I don't necessarily feel long-term like you're like we're talking about here that I, I would rather have Aaron Rodgers over Trevor Lawrence. Again, thinking long-term, yeah. especially with I don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to play uh, moving forward. Okay, so that's uh, the first player, Zach Wilson, on your uh, undervalued list. That's your quarterback. Uh, let's quarterback. go to the Let's go to the running back situation. So there, I was surprised to say that I think the rankings are about right for most of the position, um, which surprised me. I expected people to be, especially fantasy experts, to get a little bit overzealous at the All running right. back position. There's there's one running back that I'm a little I, I'm I'm seeing here on a list, and I I'm surprised that you're not at least a little bit skeptical of. We'll talk about that in a second because I do not have a running back on my overvalued list, so okay. I'm very curious to see who this is going to be. But to me, I want, I want to look at guys. These are more long shots, but I think they're long shots worth taking. And this guy's RB88, and the next guy's going to be RB90 right now. RB88. Javian Hawkins, uh, the undrafted free agent that is in Atlanta right now, and Larry Roundtree, the late-round pick for the Los Angeles Chargers. There is room for an immediate, and by immediate, I mean second half of this, this current season role for both of those players in that offense. 
you know, Mike Davis is the short-term answer in Atlanta right now, but has never really been given the ball as the true RB1 anywhere. There is room behind him for somebody to give him some competition for some touches later in the season and for somebody to be in the equation going forward in that Arthur Smith offense. And Larry Roundtree, uh, we have seen the Chargers use multiple backs before. Uh, Lombardi is going to use multiple backs. He did that in New Orleans when he was coordinating there. I don't think Joshua Kelly is very good. Uh, I like Justin Jackson, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And clearly, if they really, really loved him, they wouldn't have invested in, in Roundtree. So I think he's a player that could start to see that role. And we have seen backs behind Austin Eckler have some success when given the opportunity. They are used in a different way. Austin Eckler can be used, and I think he's going to be used a lot more out wide as a wide receiver or in the slot. They're going to get more creative with him this year, a little Alvin Kamara-esque. So I'm excited to see what both those guys at that current value, where you're really paying almost nothing to get them, there's a chance that one of those two guys pop into flex territory for you Maybe not in the second half of this year, but maybe by next year or year three. I got a name I'll throw out there and scrolling through this list, and it's a name that we've talked about on the show, and I think the situation's really nice for this player, uh, especially because somebody's going to have to step up and be uh, the number two here in this offense. Chuba Hubbard is the RB50 here on this list. Sure. I'm I'm intrigued by by the potential there, and I think at RB50, that's not, that's not terrible value. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I just so he's not going to get work if if McCaffrey doesn't get hurt. Like that that's that's the reality of the situation. Like there, there's no there's zero. I right, I'm going to pull up something for you, Chris, because okay. this is a really fascinating stat that is going to be that I want to talk about. Um, and I' going to have to scroll to get it, so I'm going to kill a little bit of time. No, I, I can filibuster for you because I, I understand your point, but. I think what Carolina saw last season with Christian McCaffrey hurt is when Mike Davis stepped up and, and carved out a nice role. They for, can for a few weeks. Okay, like, I, the, the Mike like look, I love Mike Davis, but the Mike Davis narrative got built on the first half of the season. He really fell off in the second half, and they were not competitive in the running game. Like he was fine, but like he wasn't as good as people want to think he was, and he was a worse real life running back than he was fantasy. But don't you think there's a case to be made that? I'm not saying take away a a, a large portion of carries from Christian McCaffrey, but at least balance it a little bit. Get some. Okay. Nope. All right. I I, I think it's a good situation. Do you want to know what, do you want to know? So the last time Christian McCaffrey was healthy. Okay. Do you want to know what percentage of running back carries he had? Sure. On the Carolina Panthers. Sure. 90.82% 90.82% of all running back a, carries. Yeah, that's a big number. McCaffrey, which is a massive number. Like that's a, a big lot number. Of, like, for example, a lot of the other top backs are in that, like, 62 to 70% range. See? Like top, so all I'm, all I'm saying is maybe get, get them down to, like, 86%, 85%. Well, still, a, a 13 or 14% carry share isn't worthwhile. Like, there isn't value there, Chris. So, no. Unless you're betting on – like, if you have McCaffrey, I think Hubbard's a good value there for a handcuff. But if you don't have McCaffrey, like you're only banking on McCaffrey getting hurt. Like that's all you're banking on. Because if they trade McCaffrey in one of these mega deals next offseason for a quarterback, I still think they'll bring in a running back. I don't think they're just going to give Hubbard the job. So I guess at that point you're banking on, which I, I think RB50 is fine because there's a good chance he's a sum zero for you. And there's a chance that McCaffrey gets hurt or gets traded and then he has a little bit more value and is somebody that would be in rank maybe in the mid to late 30s. So that's what you're kind of paying for at 50. Like, I, I think that's that's perfectly appropriate value. Okay, I got another guy I want to ask you about. Is this the one that was that I should have been had my eye on that we talked about earlier that you teased? 
No, 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 no. There, that's a that's an overvalued running back that I'm I'm a little bit worried about the, the situation there with the, with the team that he's on. Okay. With the news that we learned yesterday about Jeff Wilson in San Francisco, okay. Trey Sermon is listed as RB thirty here on Fantasy Pros. I'm intrigued by this, and and I think. Have you done? You've done all your projections. I know this. I think Trey Sermon could very easily find himself as the top thirty running back this year. I don't. I don't think he's very good um, in, in terms of what they're going to use him for. I, I look to me. I, I think he's a guy that I, I expect to get some work. I, I expect him to get some Jeff Wilson work, and I'm gonna I, and I'm gonna have to like obviously adjust all the the 49ers rankings based on the Jeff Wilson news, but. I don't know. Like, I don't think he's got that much upside. I think that's appropriate value. Like, I think that's perfectly fine there at 30. Like, I don't think I'm going to reach for him higher than there. I don't see a lot of long-term value better than that. They're never going to use just one running back. He's not a good pass catcher at all, which is a major concern for, for long-term fantasy viability. But he's going to have some spike weeks because Raheem Mostert can't stay healthy. Uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not sure what kind of role Eliza Mitchell's going to have right away as a rookie as well, but... I think that's appropriate value for me. Like I looked at him, but I I, I think that's about fine. It's gonna be a lot of opportunities, I think. And if he can make the most of those opportunities, there there could be some value there. Uh continuing your undervalued list. Did you have any more running backs? Or did, I did you get not. to both of them? Okay. I got to both those running backs there. So go to the wide receiver department. Wide receiver, uh, there's only one, and it, it's kind of a carryover from our conversation on Monday, but he's wide receiver one oh three in the rankings. That's Josh Palmer. Again, there is room in this offense for a wide receiver three and very soon probably a wide receiver two. I don't think Mike Williams is going to be on this roster a year from now. You have a top quarterback, young quarterback in Justin Herbert, an offense that wants to throw the ball, an offense that's going to we expect to be winning more games over these next couple of seasons than they have should they stay healthy. There is room there behind Keenan Allen for somebody to make an impact. And right mm -hmm. now, Josh Palmer's competition is Tyron Johnson, Jalen Guyton, you know, Mike Williams, like those types of players, they have to replace Hunter Henry's target share. It's not all going to Jared Cook. He's somebody that like I'm very, very interested. Now, if the trade for Julio Jones, it kind of knocks that that presses that value a little bit. But again, there's then still room for a number three. Like I think Mike Williams is gone. So to me, it's I don't care if the Chargers bring in another receiver in the next 365 days. There is still room for a number three wide receiver on that roster to make an impact. And it could be Josh Palmer. I do find it interesting here, and uh, we don't need to have a conversation about it, but I'm scrolling through because I have the Fantasy Pros Dynasty rankings here uh, over to my left. Jamar Chase, wide receiver 15, is just something that just, you know, you're. I'm scrolling through this list. It just it just sticks out. I'm not saying it in a bad way. I love Jamar Chase. It's just it stuck out while I was scrolling through this list. Chris, Jamar Chase really is a wide receiver too for me. Yeah, I'm I mean, higher that, than that, I thought. that feels about right. Like I, I yeah, like that's I, where he should be. Th th this show is extremely high on him as a talent. I just, it, it's just, it, it's interesting to me when we have this dynasty conversation, especially if you're in a format where you're drafting for the first time, right? You're you're starting a dynasty league from scratch. We talked about this when we did the dynasty mock draft. That there's this balancing act that you have to play over when you're doing your rankings over short term gains versus long term gains. And Jamar Chase being at 15 is, I think, sort of the 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 melding of those two worlds together. Where like I look at guys behind him, like Keenan Allen is still extremely relevant. Amari Cooper, Mike Evans. Kenny Galladay, even though we had a conversation about him on Monday, there are names behind him, Jamie, in these dynasty rankings that I'm like, man, I'd really like to have those guys on my team. And then you consider like 
But yeah, Jamar Chase can be really good for a really long time. So I think I think 15 is probably a really good spot where those worlds kind of kind of collide. So but it just, need, it just stuck out to me when I was. We need a few of those names that you would that you would rather have, or not not say rather have, but are in an internal debate because I think there's some of those names he's better than this season. Do you think he's better than Keenan Allen this season? No. Do you think he's better than Amari Cooper this season? No. Do you think he's better than Mike Evans this season? No, I'm super high on Mike Evans. Okay, those are the three directly behind him. And you, you know, I'd still take all. Th- I would still take all three of those guys, even in Dynasty. And so would I. I like bo- all three of those guys. Uh, T. Higgins is the 19th as teammate. I think he's better than T. Higgins. No, I'm, I'm taking Trace, no doubt. Yes, I, I agree. I, by the way, I still like Higgins as well. I think no, Higgins, but, but, but we were, I'm still taking Jamar Chase. I would take Chase over Brandon Ayuk, who's the 20th. I would as well. Uh, Kenny Galladay at 21, I think is close. I, I, you're, I probably, you're probably going to be on the Chase side. I'm team Chase. Yeah. I, I, I ha- I'm going to have Chase almost – I'm going to have Chase at least 10 spots higher than Galladay yeah, this year. This is this is one of your things, and we're this learning it very quickly. Year. You are driving the I'm out on Kenny Galladay bus. I am, you, which is you, which is so strange because I've been driving the I'm in on Kenny Galladay train yes. for two years. Yeah, so you're you're now you're now driving the bus away. By the way, we should also me. mention before we we continue this wide receiver discussion that Wayne Gallman didn't die, and he is also on San Francisco. And I continue to forget that until I looked it up and I'm reminded of that. I, I, like, he's going to be in this equation okay. too. By the way, I forgot until you just told me that Wayne. I, Gallman I know. Has been, so I I would like to amend my previous statement about Trey Sermon. I don't feel so. Just remember, in that like anymore. Sermon, Gallman, Mostert. Mitchell are all going to get work in the part of the season. I'm intrigued, but like, I don't know, like Trey Sermon, I need to see it. Like the Trey Sermon doesn't appear to me as a fit in that offense. They clearly think he is. And I'm not going to pretend I know Kyle Shanahan's offense better than Kyle Shanahan knows Kyle Shanahan's offense. So I'm, I'm not dumb enough to think that I just, I don't see it. I can't envision it. So I need to, I'm not going to be the one to take a chance on him. Even in a dynasty league, like I, I don't, I'm not going to take him at that thirty. Like that's fine, that's fair value. It's just one that I'm going to pass on. I'll give you three more names that we can okay. we can move on. Deontay Johnson is wide receiver twenty two. Uh, Cortland Sutton uh, oh, is wide so for this for this year. No, I think for this year I have Johnson higher. I'm sorry, but I would still take Chase in dynasty. Cortland Sutton is wide receiver twenty three. I take Chase. Chase Claypool is twenty four. I would take Jamar. Okay, thank you. You're going to say <laughs> Chase. Yeah, there. Like, yeah hey, I see what you're trying to do there. Uh, and then I'll give you one more. Jerry Judy's wide receiver 25. Yeah, no, I'm taking Jason. Yeah. So, uh, so again, I think Jamar Chase at 15, there are a couple of names right behind him that I think could be who, who actual legit right in front of him. Okay. This is another. As we said for fun. Dynasty, I would take Evans, Cooper, and what was the third name? Uh, Keenan Allen were the yeah, three that I, we were taking. We were, we were in agreement that we were yeah, taking. Yeah, I'd still over. take all those guys ahead. Just because okay. I think those, those guys are top 10, top 12. Those are like clear wide receiver ones for me for the next few years. By the way, like Mike Evans is like 27. I'll give you the four names directly in front of Jamar Chase, yeah. and I think I think a couple of and these. This is for really, Dynasty now that I'm. This is for Dynasty, but I think this, these are going to make your head hurt. DJ okay. Moore. No, I, I take Jamar Chase without a question. That's fine. I like DJ. DJ Moore has all the talent in the world. I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look That's like fine. now, next year, five years from now. I'm taking not Jamar the, Chase. Not, not the not one. Even, I, not the one I thought you were going to have a. I didn't think about it. Chris Godwin at thirteen. Oh, is that the one you're thinking of headache over? It's close. This is one of the two. It's close. I'm going to say Chase for now, but if Godwin signs an extension before I have to make that pick, then I'll probably go Godwin. Allen Robinson's wide receiver 12. I still think I'd go Chase. Okay. This is the uh, this is the one I think that is going to make your – There's just less your... confusion. Like I know what I'm going to get for I, – I think I think I know what I'm going to get from Joe Burrow. Wide receiver, yes. wide receiver 11 according to Fantasy Pro's Dynasty Rankings of the Washington football team, Terry McClellan. Oh, I hate you so much. I hate you so much. Because you're going to make me go back on all the words I just said. 
Now, now you I just think said, I take Terry. I know. Okay, wait a minute. Wait I a minute. Know, you just I know, said I know. DJ I don't know about the quarterback situation. Isn't that the we all love the Washington yeah, football team? It is I'm a TDF-wide thing. We love the Washington football team. But you just said that the quarterback situation in Carolina is the reason why in the long-term stability is the reason why you won't pick DJ Moore. Don't you have to do the same thing with Terry McLaurin? I do. I think Terry McLaurin's a better player than DJ Moore. But um I guess I kind of have to, don't I? It's my birthday. It's supposed to be nice to me. That must also make me like think like this. But no, no you're I, right. Like, but this is where this gets this is where this gets interesting. Now, the other comp, the other the argument, the other side there on McLaurin is there's a lot less competition for targets in Washington with Curtis Samuel and you know like Stephen Sims and Logan Thomas and Adam Humphreys and that that kind of nature than there is when you're dealing with you know Tyler Boyd and and T Higgins in particular. But or in the uh, Carolina situation, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey, sure, all I, those. I, I just think DJ. I just think like Sam Donald sucks. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Like I, I like we're not my quarterback to, anymore. Don't apologize to me. Like, I don't think Sam Darnold's good, and I don't think he's going to be good here. If Joe Brady makes Sam Darnold good, give Joe Brady the head coaching job and do. By the way, give it to him in Cincinnati next year. Cannot wait. I need it. Need it so bad. I need Joe Brady back with Burrow and Chase and and all those guys. Need it. But um, I just don't think Sam Darnold's very good, and they don't have a QB of the future on the roster. They're not going to be bad enough to be picking in the top five in my estimation. So I don't know if they're going to have a, a top young quarterback next year. Maybe they're in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Maybe they're in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. Maybe they're in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. Who knows? But again, that's a lot of projection to make. I just It just scares me. And I think, by the way, Chase and Terry McLaurin are both better talents than DJ Moore. DJ Moore is a great talent. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock him. I would still take both those guys if I were like starting my own NFL franchise type of conversation. Uh, I, I like my that brain little, hurts, Chris. I like that little sidebar we had there. That was not. Uh, that was, that was good. Plan. That I was hate you, but that was good. Uh, you said you had a tight end. I do. I have a couple tight ends. Couple tight ends. Um, yeah, a couple tight ends. There's both more both. than there's more than one fantasy relevant tight end this year. Well, I just meant for for long term dynasty value undervalued, and there are two that are going outside the top fifty tight ends right now. That oh, I, I got to scroll a little bit. Take here. some flyers on. All right, hold on. Let me see if I can find the two outside the top fifty, because you didn't share your list with me. I did not. There's a lot of names for me to scroll through here. There should be a lot. There should be all, basically every name on the list except fifty. Okay, I found I found one that I think of, but I'm not going to guess. Okay, I I have one of you them. Have to I, guess why the hell are you looking it up? No, there? no, no, no. I want to see if I because then I can say I'm right without having to actually. No, no, be no. Right. You have to guess it. Did you put? You got two you chances. Put, you get two chances on this one. Did you put Luke Farrell on your list? I did not put Luke Farrell on my list, but I do I do like Luke Farrell. But I, he was tied in eighty seven, so that was far enough down to where bad. I think that that was in the Jamie the Jamie range of. That's it's honestly not not a bad pick, but no, I I did not put him on here. Oh, I'm looking at guys that I think can make one of them. I think can make an impact this year. One of them I think can make an impact I, as early as next year. There's somebody inside the top fifty that I would have picked before. Okay, I, well, I would, who who would that have been? Tommy Tremble in Carolina. I know you're Maybe. out on Sam Darnold, but I like Maybe. that a lot. Maybe I want to see how they use him. All right. Who are the, who My are the concern two? is that w- w- when whatever coordinator is there next year, will they continue to use him? You know, does he progress more as a pass catcher? He believes he can be a better pass catcher, but he hasn't been. I shouldn't say better. He can be a high volume pass catcher. He was not used that way at Notre Dame. Doesn't mean he can't be that player. But that's an interesting one. I'll give you that one. All right. Well, who are your two? Uh, one is tight end fifty four, which is Trey McKitty in I was, L.A. Oh. Oh, but you didn't. Yeah, but you didn't. So uh, Trey McKitty, again, there is room in that offense for targets. Jared Cook is going to be in that role right now. I do like Donald Parham. I think he's got he's a raw talent, but 
There is room in that offense for more targets to go somewhere. Cook is a short-term solution. Mike Williams is a short-term solution in my mind. And we're looking at a year from now at a completely revamped, aside from Keenan Allen, pass-catching core for Justin Herbert. I'm going to take a chance at that sort of value that that Trey McKitty can kind of work his way in, in year two or year three into some sort of a role where he becomes in that top 20 tight end conversation. The other one for me, and I think he could actually make a minor impact this year, he's tight end 66, and that's Kylan Granson in Indianapolis. We have seen the Frank Reich, Carson Wentz offense utilize multiple tight ends. Last I checked, Zach Ertz hasn't been traded in Indianapolis yet, so we have to stop. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, check. let me check. Uh, check no, no, he's still in still in Philadelphia. Ah, he is. So uh, I think there's room for a couple of those guys there. I know Mo Ali Cox has been the big name that everybody loves, but uh, there's a lot of reports out of Indianapolis that Kylan Granson's a player they think is going to make an impact for them right away. Uh, and I think both he and Jack Doyle, again, none of them, are, they're not like top 20 tight ends by any means, but I think they're both top 30. At least they're going to be in that conversation of like, they're semi on your radar. He could be a really interesting one to watch. Uh, as a player that could be an impact player for you, at least in consideration for you down the road. Uh, we're, no Tim Tebow love at the fantasy tight end relevancy well, here with the. Well, I mean, these are rookies. Um, and I, two, I, I'm, I'm reminded I, of. That I expect to make the team. I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of the live stream that we did in which uh, Trevor Sycamore tried to convince you that uh, Tim Tebow was a rookie it, it, tight end. was a rookie because it's a rookie position. Like, no. <laughs> By the way, he had a, probably, if he stuck with the Mets, he had a better chance of playing than he does with Jacksonville because he would be. He would absolutely be. Uh, He'd be in right field tonight. In right field, yes, he would be. He would have played last night. Actually, he would. He would be in right field uh, for this baseball team. Um, okay, so is that all of the uh, the undervalued list? It is. Do you have any other names, Chris? I know you didn't. You weren't like you didn't have a list ready. But as you've been scrolling through all of these names and bringing them no. up, is there anybody else on the undervalued list, whether it's tight end or any other position that you think I might have missed on? No, no. I like I, your, I think, so you'd like your Tremor call out. That was a good call out. That's a good I, I think I think I've I've made my point as we've gone through this. Some of the guys that that have been I- intriguing to me. Uh, yeah, Tommy Trouble is one that I just think uh, your concerns are extremely valid. Of again, beyond this season, if they bring in a new or offensive coordinator, or if they bring in a new quarterback, what that looks like. But I just really think they need another pass catching option, and I think Tommy I Trouble is in it. And, and yeah. yeah, Ian Thomas ain't it. And, and I think they're, they're just going to hand Tommy Tremble the opportunity. Like, hey, you're going to be the starter. You're going to get chances. Uh, and I so we, it. No, I think you're on the money here. Uh, I think you're on the money. That is a good one. I should have added him to my list. Um, so I, I like that a lot. Okay, let's go to the other side. The overvalued list. You only have two names here. Which position? Names though, Chris. Okay. I want. I want. I want to come out heavy hitting here. Um, and one of them is a quarterback. One of them is a wide receiver. One of them is a quarterback, and one of them is a wide receiver. Oh, you're going to tell me that you're completely out on Justin Fields at QB 14. That's what you're going to come at me with. Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, I, um, I, I, wow. It's not, that it, it's not that I don't like Justin Fields. I don't like him at QB 14. Uh, and I think it, the issue for me, I took a look, and we're gonna when we do with these show breakdowns, it's going to be really fascinating, but I took a look at how the Bears offense changed under Bill Lazor when he was calling plays late last season. And they took – a, which, by the way, this shouldn't be a shock to anybody who like maybe had David Montgomery in fantasy or watched the Bears closely. They went to a very, a very much run-heavy approach that we had not seen from Matt Nagy in his time there. So I do think there's going to be a little bit of a cap on the number of attempts that Justin Fields is going to get when he takes control of that offense. Now, the fact of the matter is, is that they could all be gone a year from now. 
So my issue is not so much that I don't like Justin Fields. I just don't think he should be ranked above the Zach Wilsons of the world. Is he ranked above Trey Lance or are they right next no, to him? No, Trey Lance is 13. He's right the okay. spot in front of him, so which I, also I, I think is a little high. Yeah, I think it's a little high too. Uh, they both should be bumped down a handful of spots just because we don't know what their offense is going to look like. I don't know what Allen Robinson is going to be there long term. I also think it's unfair to project too much rushing upside for Justin Fields yet until we see that element of his game change. We all know it is there. He has got tremendous speed, but he has made a con- he made a concerted effort in college to be a passer first. And by the way, I think that's going to help him in the NFL because those guys that, that take off after one read have a lot harder transition to the NFL than guys that actually stand there and make an effort. So it's a lot easier to tell a guy it's okay to pull it down and go than it is to teach somebody to go through their reads instead of pulling it down and go. It's a much right. easier transition. But – I don't think he's got some of the rushing upside that I think a Trey Lance does because I think Trey that is going to be a built-in element of his game. Justin Fields can be a – not a traditional pocket passer, but he can be a inside-the-pocket mobile passer very effectively and not need to run around a lot. And I mm-hmm. think that is great for real-life football, but it limits your upside a little bit in fantasy – I would probably have like to me. I would have had him more in that like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen range. Where, where the, right now, Baker Mayfield, Matt Stafford, and Zach Wilson are currently correct. Like yeah. that's where I would kind of have him right now. I think fourteen is really rich because I don't think you're gonna get much from him this year. Even when he starts, like I don't think he's gonna be a top fifteen or sixteen quarterback uh, when he plays this year. So I, I just think you're asking a lot at QB fourteen. Like because I, I think honestly there are a lot of years where he's gonna be maybe at his peak in that 11 through 15 range. So I think you're basically buying at his peak already. So you don't have a running back on this I do list. Not. I, so I, you I have want, one that you want, I to, want to bring one up. I'm not yeah. saying I would put him on if this you list. you say Najee Harris, I'm going to fight you. That's the name. You're wrong. Uh, RB13, Jamie? Yeah. RB, RB13. He's going to get so many touches. Like just so many. Like, he's not going to be an RB13 this year, but I think he's like, I'm going to see where, where do I put him at this point? I'm not going to give the three, exact The list, three but. guys right behind him I like more. Okay, give me those names Antonio Gibson in Washington, Joe Maybe. Mixon in Cincinnati, if he can stay healthy. Uh, not in Dynasty. I can't trust Joe Mixon in Dynasty. I would take Joe Mixon over an Ajay Harrison this year. Listen, Jamie, Joe Mixon was out there lining out wide receiver here in, in, That's in, nice. in camp. Will, will, so. will he be able to line out wide receiver for week 10? And then Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh, no, I'm, I'm taking Harris over Edwards Hilaire and not even thinking about it. Not even thinking about it. Like, it's not even a consideration. Zero, zero thought to that. The, but the long term, I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be. Get, it's going to get better. Ben Roethlisberger sucked this last uh, year. Is it, but like, this is going to be as bad as it gets for Najee Harris this year. Like I, I, the, well, that, I don't know if you, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can say that. I understand. I understand I the, I understand the sentiment that Ben Roethlisberger is, is, is is deteriorating here over time as a quarterback, right? And he's not what he was years ago. But you're going to bring somebody brand new, more than likely a younger quarterback. Yes, but hear me out on this one. It's not as bad as things can get for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is as bad as things can get for Najee Harris because right now when there's literally no downfield threat because Ben Roethlisberger can't throw the ball or will not throw the ball more than six and a half yards down the field, you the whole defense comes up. They might bring in a worse quarterback, but if at least it stretches the defense out a little bit more, okay, I can buy that. Offensive line, some of those All young right. guys continue to grow. Me over. Year past, like some of those injuries, like thirteen, it's rich. 
it's rich. But like to me is if I would have taken him 15 or 16, I don't think that's that qualifies for this list. Like if he's 13, I would take him in wouldn't take him in the top 20. Sure. Then I would qualify. Just, like just you need to be a significant spot. 13. It's high. It's high. It I, is I, for me. Right now, uh, here, screw it. I'll spoil it for everybody. He's 16 for me this year. I, Jamie, I, and this, this, is, year, this is not a knock 16. against Najee Harris, the talent, but because of that situation in Pittsburgh, he might not be a top 20 running back next season. That I, I have him there. I, I think he can be talent-wise, and he's going to get the opportunity to. But if that team doesn't play particularly well, and they're behind a lot late, and they have to try to throw the ball, why, why can't he get more? Like he's a good, he's a damn good pass catcher. I'm I just, like him I, a lot. I, you know what it is? I'm just so soured on that situation in Pittsburgh from an offense but that I, that I it's skewing it. it's skewing my ability to I, see I through. That. It, but but he, here's the thing that that you have to remember too, and it's something it's a mind frame I had to put myself in. James Conner and Benny Snell are extremely limited as football players. They can do some things really well, but they are extremely limited as running backs. Najee Harris is not doesn't have the limitations those two guys have. So there are more things that we have just not seen because James Conner and Benny Snell cannot do them that Najee Harris can do in this offense. Now, I'm not, yes, there are concerns about the offensive line. There are areas of the offensive line that got better from a run-blocking standpoint, not overall, but from a run-blocking standpoint. I know there are a lot of weapons there, but – I really, I think this is actually a really good spot for Najee Harris to make an impact. Like he's going to get a lot of. Like I think they're going to run a little bit more down the down by the goal line. Like he's in a good spot. I think. Okay, just thirteen feels a little rich for me here, but I but I understand it. I understand it. Uh, do you do you have a, more wide receivers? Is the I next player wide receiver? Do you want to guess? He's somebody I mean, that's going inside the top thirty right now. At the you know what? Team. It was the name I was going to bring up. So if it's Devonta Smith, let's have that conversation. Devonta Smith, let's have that conversation. No way he's wide receiver 27. Not a chance. No. Not with that situation. Not, 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 not with that quarterback. No. Not with that offense. Not with tic-tac-toe Sirianni. Like, I, I don't – or no. no, uh, no. Rock, paper, rock, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, Please. Sirianni. Put some Excuse respect. Me. How dare Excuse you? Excuse me. Heaven forbid. Um, I, I Look – Jalen Waddle's behind him. I just saw Jalen Waddle's wide receiver 32. I would much I, rather Waddle than Smith flip those two. Correct. I, 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 I don't. Sean Bateman's forty. What is this list? I, I look Devonta Smith. It, it's because of name value, and I get Devonta Smith was a hell of a player in college, and I still have size concerns long term, and those aren't going to go away. But I have my bigger concern at the moment is the quarterback situation, the offensive situation, the coaching situation. Oh, the Mister Mister Jalen Hurts, top ten fantasy quarterback over here. Just the difference between fantasy and real life, Chris. Remember, I, I won a fantasy league with Tim Tebow at quarterback. It's an active participant. It's uh, tied, future Jags tight end. Great. So, I, it, you, I'm just telling you. He's telling you. Uh, so, and by the way, he's not going to be top 10, but he's still going to be a QB1 for me. Jalen Hurts. So you can still be, you can still yell. Uh, but yeah, I have some concerns about what that offense looks like. I don't know where they're going to go with the quarterback position long-term. I don't know what that team's going to look like long-term. A wide receiver 20. And by the way, wide receiver is still incredibly deep as we continue to talk about this all the time. You're, you're Terrace Marshall's like, wide receiver 55. I have so many underrated players that I want to add back to the list. I, I just, yeah, but I, again, quarterback offense situation. There's a lot of other stuff that goes into that. Like, I love Terrace Marshall, but like, is who's who's being the coordinator there a year from now? Who's throwing him the ball? Like, again, you want to buy some of those guys in the hopes that the Carolina goes out and makes a splash for one of those big, big all pro quarterbacks by all means. And that, and that, that is a, at least a worthwhile buy low opportunity. But to me, Devonta Smith, I don't see him being a, top 27 wide receiver anytime soon. And I saw, so I can't absolutely cannot take him there in dynasty. 
All right. Do you have any other names you want to discuss, or can I completely derail the show here at the end? Okay, you can completely derail it. I have I no idea on, where you're going with this, by the way. Well, this is we, we have to stay on brand. We have to stay on brand here. Uh-oh. I'm on Fantasy Pros, and I have the list in front of me. And okay. there's there's like a trending players thing on the side that they have. And Saquon Barkley's name is there because of the report from ESPN that, quote, the idea is to bring Barkley along slowly to make sure he's healthy for the duration of the 17-game yeah, season no, and hopefully you know a postseason, end quote. This is why you cannot take Saquon Barkley where he's going Correct. in ADP right now. And you so I just saw – You want to take him toward the end of the first round, that's fine. That That's where I've come around to it, and we'll talk about that when we get to the show. Like I've come around to at least putting him somewhere in the first round. I ain't taking him three. Like you can, you can't make me. I'm just not. I'm just not doing it. Sorry, I had to. I had to get us back on brand here because I saw it here not on the side, it. and uh, and I was like, this this will be a good way. Can't uh, do it. Won't do it. Not doing it. Somebody else take. The, it's great. It'll be a free pick. Wherever I'm picking, it'll be a free pick. And if someone's gonna take Saquon, and I'm never gonna take him, and then I'll take Aaron Jones somewhere. It's a free pick. What does that even mean? Well, like if, if you know there's a player you're just not going to take in your spot and you, you know me like you're sitting in like the sixth position in the draft and you're trying to count like, OK, I want one of these players. Well, if you know I'm not going to take Saquon Barkley, but you know he's going to go, you know, it's like a free pick. So, you know, that like that that, that team that takes Saquon Barkley is not going to take a player that you wanted. So you're fine. You don't even have to consider that team anymore. So instead of having to count the five players I'm going to miss out on a pick six, I only have to count four. I'm going to miss out on. That's that, 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 that that's true. That is true. Uh as we wrap up, Jamie, let's tease next week's episodes. Two really fun ones uh, next week. The first one, uh, a Memorial Day edition. Correct me if I'm wrong. I have the schedule up in Memorial front of me. Memorial Day mock. We are doing a Memorial Day mock, and it is we another are. Dynasty mock. It is a two-round two, mock draft. Two rounds. Two-round mock draft coming it to is. you next week. And then next Wednesday, a week from today, it is part one of Jamie's quarterback projections the projections series begins it begins with quarterbacks we're breaking them up into two parts for all of these positions other than tight ends so you're getting two quarterback episodes two running back episodes two wide receiver episodes a tight end episode and then we're going to have a sleepers and busts episode uh and then your question is and then Q&A that's the whole month of June everybody the whole month of June is dedicated into breaking down Jamie's ranking so as you listen to these episodes, as the rankings get posted on thedraftnetwork.com, think of your questions, send them into the show, either on at my Twitter account, Jamie's Twitter account, Jake, the show Twitter account, at TDN Fantasy, all of that stuff, so that when we do that Q&A, question, uh, Q&A show at the end, we have uh, a bunch of stuff to go through. But that's the whole rest of the month. I've given you the whole oh, layout yeah. of what June is going to look like. So you got a Dynasty mock draft to close out May. And the entire month of June dedicated to Jamie's projections, which are all done and ready to go. Jamie, as we close, you you were going to say something. So your final thought and then tell everybody where they can follow you on social media. Yeah, my final thought is as a reminder that it's a little bit of a sneak peek for the TDN Fantasy listeners that you're going to have access to my projections via this show a little bit before the general public. Because uh, my projections will be going live on the site in the middle of the month. But we're going to be talking about them in depth and in detail starting on that QB projections episode the first week of June. So uh, I believe the QB, and then where are we going next, Chris? Are we doing running backs or wide receivers next? Running backs is next up after quarterbacks. So you will know, uh, you have a, you'll know a handful of my quarterback and running back projections before they're all released to everybody. And then they'll all be available on the draftnetwork.com for everybody to look at. Um, and by the way, there, there are, if you didn't see them last year, 
I have target breakdowns, attempt breakdowns, all these things. So that way you could take all these projections and you can customize them to your own league scoring and your own league settings, whatever you want to do with them. You can adjust them if you think the player's going to get X number more carries, X number more targets, whatever it might be. You think their touchdown percentage is going to be different, whatever that could be. You can then adjust them and make your own personal custom projections and rankings. Uh, all that will be available on thedraftnetwork.com. I'm really looking forward to that. That was a, It's always a big, heavy lift coming right out of the draft, but it's a fun project to work on. Where, oh, yeah. Can, yeah, yeah. Follow me. Uh, my uh, you can follow me at, at Jamie Eisner on Twitter, at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. Um, there will be a lot of ranking and projections-related content going up on both of those social media platforms once we get to the month of June. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. And again, follow the show on Twitter at TDN Fantasy. That's where these shows are going to drop. That's where you're going to be able to tweet these questions for the projections Q&A show at the end of the month uh, as we do this projection series. So stay tuned for that. Everybody have a great rest of your weekend. Weekend, we'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.